So I feel like I have a crush on Carl. Carl, our guest on today's episode <laughs> of We Don't Bang. Yeah. You were getting hot and bothered. I mean, I wasn't really, but I mean, a little bit. You're into, you're into magicians. I like love, I will only marry a magician <laughs> now. Oh, we have a special guest on the podcast today. His name is Carl Hine, a.k.a. Carl Coppertop. He is a magician. He's one of my favorite performers on the planet. And really, this episode, we just dive into the world of magic. We we do. It's totally interesting. I get mind blown. He does a couple tricks. Oh, you get mind blown. You get hot and bothered. Yeah. It was, I mean, you know. <laughs> you can't even talk. I can't even talk. <laughs> uh, it's a great app. Get into it. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, what are we on? I think 31. 31. 30 disappeared for... Oh, yeah. That, that was 30. our magic. We'll discuss that in a later episode. Our magic episode. is that episode 30 disappeared. It might come back. <laughs> and it, it may, may come back. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll discuss that in a future episode. But uh, number 31 of We Don't Bang starts now. All right. I think we're ready. Okay. Hi, guys. Hello. Carl. We have a guest. We have a guest. Carl Hine, a.k.a. Carl Coppertop, a professional magician. Someone has to have the fun jobs. <laughs> Um, so wait, copper top, like, wait, so is that, he's a my hair. I'm a ginger. Yes. Yeah. So that's what that is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Copper top. Okay. Yeah, top is already taken. So yeah, I actually didn't yeah. even like, I mean, now I feel like an idiot because I honestly <laughs> didn't even like put that together. I like copper top better than copper yeah. top just sounded to me like a very magician. Oh, it was Copperfield. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That. I'm like half carrot top, half Copperfield. When yeah. did you come, when did you come up with that name? I just, I was a nickname someone gave me as a kid that it's like the one redheaded nickname I liked. And so I was like, oh, I'll use that for a little while. I did a lot of family shows when I was young too. So. Oh my God. Okay. So wait, how long have you been doing this? So you're a serious. 30 years-ish. 30 years? Yeah. Wow. You're like, (laughs) you're a real live magician. Real live. You can touch me. Look at that. Yeah. I can't believe it. (laughs) Oh my God. You are real. I don't trust Carl and his wizard tricks. I, yeah. I mean, he made us get him a stand. Yes. Like, you know. Well, because we got, he's got cards. He might, uh, he might do some stuff for he us. He might do some tricks for you. So wait, were you all, okay, we, we should back it up. Back it I up. know nothing about you, Carl. Yay. See, I know Carl. Great. Because I used to perform in South Florida. We'd play like private parties and I'd be the guitar singer guy and he'd be the magic guy. And I always loved watching him perform. Carl is one of my favorite performers on the planet. And I'm also really dorky for magic. And he's so sweet because every time I see him, I'll see him in West Palm. He's always got a deck of cards. He's always willing to entertain me. And I'm very grateful for that, Carl. I had no idea that you were a West Palm guy. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all West Palm peeps. Yeah. And he's real deal. He's done like late night TV and stuff. You're the big, you're the big, the big thing. So wait, where did the magic come up? Like how did this, when did it start? When you were yeah, when I was a kid, like eight years old, I got a little Disney book, and then uh, probably going to magic shops and things like that when I was young. Yeah, you know, and then I think my first paid gig I was a junior in high school, and then did it all through college, and I was like, screw medical school, this is more fun. It's pretty remarkable because to be a professional magician, I think you have a better chance of making the NBA, like or being a professional athlete. Like it's a very niche profession. This is what pretty you do full time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Did you, is there a school? Is there a magic school? <laughs> Hogwarts, you, no. No. So there's not a. <laughs> not really. There's no magic isn't school. Isn't there like a, cl- there's like a club. There's, there's classes you can take. There's sure. There's magic clubs you can join that meet maybe once a month, but you know, they might teach lessons, but there's not really a magic school with accreditation of any sort. There is a clown college in Florida. There's right. a clown college, but again, I don't know if they're accredited. Now, FSU, I believe, has some sort of circus programs. There are some things that you can get, like yeah, but that's not that's not so magic. That's not a no. There are there is one or two colleges that do offer classes that are magic related and magic themed. I don't know if there's a whole minor you can get in it, but there's definitely credits you can get. So, but then how do you learn some, your tricks? Because dollars. everything's so secretive. So there is like a club, right? Like, what's the whole thing well, where like that's changed over time. I mean, many hundreds of years ago, clearly you had to kind of have kind of know somebody and you learn yeah. from the masters. I mean, there are magic books have existed since the I think 1600s or 1500s. So they have been available, but hard to find. Obviously nowadays you can find anything if you really want to know it. It's just like, I mean, secrets aren't really secrets anymore. Generally speaking, yeah. you just have to know how to look for it and, or have the dedication to actually research and to find it. And most people just don't have that dedication for anything in life. The important things, let alone magic tricks. 
Is it ruining things for you? Like <laughs> the, all, the fact no. that like things are uh, there more are some, accessible? There are some things like you have to be careful about like saying the name of something. Yeah. That name can be searchable and then they can go find out the secret to the trick because of the, you named it. Okay. Uh, so some things, yes, but most things, no. 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 Has it gotten even crazier with YouTube? I feel like you can find out anything on YouTube. Uh, I mean, again, you have to know what to look for. Right. So if you don't know what to look for, and it also depends on what kind of magic you're doing. If you're just doing magic tricks that you can go and buy at a magic shop or yeah. online yeah. or that you learn on YouTube, then yeah, you can absolutely do that. But the real professionals, hopefully, aren't doing that kind of simple stuff. They're doing things that are much more... Uh, you know, method-wise, much more evolved, and or presentationally, it doesn't really matter because there's there's two ways you can look at that. You can have a method that's so layered and so intricate and like it's impossible for even magicians to figure out. Yeah. Or you can just be super entertaining and funny or dramatic, or it's the art of the performance that totally. the trick is really secondary to it. It's not totally. about the, whether you're fooled or not, it's whether you're moved emotionally or not, or whether you've laughed yeah. or whatever that experience is. So there's different ways that you can look at it. now. Just being fooled, like really, like getting that moment of amazement is a type of entertainment right and then once you've learned the secret to that then then you don't have that amazement anymore right so it depends on how you, much you want to hide that that moment mm-hmm. basically and that's different for everybody so it's almost like you can have two performers play the same song one performer can knock you off your feet and the other one can be like man it's of like how, so you, you have this skill set it's how you deliver it yeah absolutely like you know yeah. in magic there's so many tricks that you know everybody does right yeah that's one of the problems with the shows like maybe America's Got Talent for example is that the people judging aren't magicians so you can do what would be considered a hack magician trick that you could literally go to the magic shop and buy and do five minutes later and that Quite literally, tens of thousands of people have done, but the judges don't know that. Right. And the person who created that trick is a genius, yeah. but the person performing it is just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. But that can be the best trick the magicians, the judges have ever seen. That's a little bit problematic, right? Yeah. Right. But at the same time, you can also have a trick like that that you've, as a magician, you've seen done hundreds of times, and then one performer does it so differently or so uniquely that you're then amazed by that performance, and it's moving in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. So you can take things that are really old or really commonplace and then make them very entertaining right. or very unique. So that's really where the art often right. comes in. I mean, I feel like that's general with every art form. Yeah, any art form. Same like- with music, like you just said. You can, you know, some yeah. really you know, song that most, you know, really hardcore musicians hate, someone can take and they do something amazing with it, right? Yeah, so, right. Definitely. Okay, I have a question. Ooh, ooh, in my brain, my head is going, ooh, ooh, I have a I question. I want to be inside your head right now with all yeah. your little magic questions. Okay, so do you, is there like copywriting of, of I, wanna, I was going to say jokes, of magic tricks? Like if somebody, whoever comes up with it, you, you copyright, right? And then you own the rights to it? Or like, what, how does that work? Because you actually make some of your own tricks, correct? I have created a lot of my own effects. Yeah, it, there's not really a copyright. There's levels of it. So it's very difficult to copyright a magic effect for a variety of reasons. Uh, one, because in copywriting, you're giving away the secret. That's the first problem that you right. run into, right? Oh, that's, that's hilarious. So that determines yeah. whether or not you actually want to do that or not. Secondly, there's expense involved in it and then also the enforcement of it. So generally speaking, you can't really copyright or trademark a magic trick. Now, there's exceptions to that. You can obviously trademark or copyright names just as you would a name of a product, right? So if you're selling a product that's a mass product, then yes, there's certain levels that you have protection there. Mm -hmm. Um, Performance-wise, it's really hard to copyright. Uh, You get around that, generally speaking, by by relating it to the more... um, uh, the bigger art forms like playwrights, for example, yeah. is the main one. Right. So a lot of guys will, that like Teller, for example, has copyrighted a lot of his pieces, like of Penn and Teller. They've copyrighted their pieces as plays, not as magic tricks. So until it's a certain distance away from being that play, mm-hmm. that script, the, it's more the scripting and it's that rather than the method that's actually gotcha. copyrighted. So it's still doing so it without I, revealing yeah, the... Yeah, I believe like there's a trick, there's a famous one he's then called like, uh, called, um, I forget, the, uh, my, the name's escaping me, but it's a, it's a shadow of a rose that he cuts and the rose bleeds and the I've shadow. I've seen that, right? that trick is awesome. So that's a trick that um, someone was, has ripping off and then he sued them, they sued them for but the method that guy, the other guy was using, I believe, was a different method. So right. the, the trick wasn't actually the same, but the presentation was the same. And because it was copyrighted as a play, the method didn't matter. Gotcha. It was the fact that he was doing pretty much word for word and, and beat by beat what they were, had copyrighted. Yeah, it's so weird. I so think, it's yeah. hard to really do as a, to copyright, yeah. Right. I, I'm like relating it to comedy. But just like and comedy, think, right. there, like, is, you... there is an ethic 
but it's not as big of an ethic as in comedy. Right. It's like the etiquette of it. Just like yeah. understanding that this is somebody's joke. You don't right. do it. Yeah. You can't copyright jokes, right. but you can get called out. Have you seen magicians? That, have you ever had anyone that's kind of done your act to a level where you're like, hey, dude, you're not kind mine, of. But, but certainly other people for sure. I mean, I've had some problems, but it's not an, an, an issue like that for me. But there are when you're doing like stand-up shows and stage mm. shows and much bigger audiences. I mostly do close-up magic, so it's rarely a, a big problem for me. But you know, if you're competing in the markets and someone's doing your stuff, then it can be a problem. You know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have a side um, lady? Like um, <laughs> the assistant, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Do you have? A, do you have an assistant? No, I don't. Assistant? No. I do mostly smaller shows, so I don't. Really, uh, okay. I, I do like, like magic for three, four people, sometimes okay. like fifty people. But I mean, I can do a couple hundred, but it's more close-up, intimate style shows, which gotcha. I like better. Yeah, honestly, it's yeah. much more. It's much more magical when you see shows like that. I like. I'm not. I don't really see magic a lot. Like I worked right. on a cruise ship for a few years, and so during that time, there was a lot of you know the magicians. But, yeah, but most of those are going to be larger stage shows. Totally. So, so the dynamics change. So as a comedian, right. you can be the funniest person at a dinner table, right? But die a horrible death on stage. Yes. It's the same thing with magic. You totally. can be incredibly amazing here. In fact, the funniest times of your life are probably when you're around, the, you know, hanging out with a bunch of friends right. and you have moments that are just amazing. Yeah. That's when you probably laugh the, bit, the most in your life, not yeah. at a comedy club. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the same type of thing with close-up magic versus stand-up magic. Totally. I'm interested. I want to see more close-up magic because that's all... The only reason I bring that up is because that's kind of what I know in terms of magic is like yeah. the assistant getting in the box. I think that's your... That Megan, thing. I think your dream is secretly to be a magician's assistant. Oh, my God. I think Carl, I, if you could cut <laughs> Megan in half right now, I would be... I think it would be I great would be for the very, show. Well, it would save me a lot of stress with <laughs> like going to jam and Do I have to put it back together? That's the real question. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll deal with two Megans. Oh, my God. You can have Wait, her feet. So... <laughs> Wait. Okay, wait. I, I We have so much to talk about. Can you do a card trick right now? Ooh. I know I'm like calling it right away. You're putting him on the spot. I know. Hey, you Megan, can you tell us a joke? I know. Be that, funny. Oh, God. Be funny. So that I is, know. Wait, but that's different, I feel like. Is it different? It's worse for magicians, yeah. Wait, really? Sure. No way. Don't let him fool yeah. you. Carl loves doing his magic tricks. I do, but not all the time. Right. Just like, you know, it's... But isn't that part of it? It's like it's like you're the guy at the party that's like, hey, look, and you're like, pick a card, any pick a card, any card. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, uh, it's similar to comedy because when people find out you're a comedian, obviously they immediately want you to be the funny person, right? Right. Uh, but with with magic, it's it's a different. It's it's the same type of thing. When, when people find out you're a magician, they want to, the first thing they always say is, show me a trick. And if you don't, you're kind of an asshole. So right? you're like, admitting it, it, you're an asshole. Right? Pretty much right now. <laughs> yeah. this moment, right? That's what's At least that's what they think, yeah. you know? Uh, and I imagine it's probably the same for a comedian. If you, I mean, it's easy to explain. The difference is it's kind of easy to explain, well, I'm not in a comedy club. I, I can kind of, I can't go into my 40 minute act right now. Right. Right. Whereas you, I technically could do a card trick or technically right. could do so a that trick. Was what, is what and I'm, so people don't realize that you're a magician. You're supposed to be able to do magic all the time. Yeah. And I'm a close-up magician, so yeah. So when I meet someone up close, that's my wheelhouse. But if you're a stage magician, then no, that's not necessarily yeah. your act, right? So is it rude for me to say, can you do a... I mean, it's different circumstances. We're not. I didn't just yeah. meet you and we're no, not no. like, oh, hi. We're not like at a restaurant. And no, like, no, yeah. Show me a trick. I mean, there's times when it's kind of rude where people... Yeah. You know, I mean, I'll be a random guy in a bar. I'll be doing tricks for Brian. Some some random person's mm-hmm. watching, right? Yeah. Ten years ago, and he remembers me. And then I'm out and I date my a girlfriend or whatever. And now he's like, "Coach, can you show my girlfriend a trick?" Well, no, I'm on a date right now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That's when it's so kind it's, of it's, like it's, it's rude, all right? kind of relative. It'd be like if you oh, it's the saw Brian Louis C.K. Yeah. in a restaurant. You're like, "Tell me a joke, funny man." Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same right. thing. Uh, no, I totally get it. That being but, said, though, you man, it's got to be a cool way to pick up chicks. Magic. Yeah, that's yeah. All, the only thing Brian thinks about. That's like that's his all. like through line yeah. in life. <laughs> that's, no, his, got- that's his like super objective in his life is like how to pick up the chicks. Bro. Being a magical wizard. I mean, that's uh, that's a, a turn magic- on. Yes, that's a turn on. I think well, you're so, not like- all girls. <laughs> trust me on that one. <laughs> oh my god, not, not girls who dated uh, dated magicians before. Usually, that's that's a whole different thing. Oh really? <laughs> well, Wait, oh, there's so, like magician groupies. So there's magician groupies. <laughs> well, I, I meant the opposite of that. What I mean, are those a girls? A girl who dated a magician is burned, and they're like, I hate magic. It is funny. I, I have all sorts of, I mean, you can tell a lot about somebody about how they react to magic. There's, there's the people that scream and go crazy and there's people that like, get really emotional. <laughs> no, that's there's like people that are cold. There's people that get angry. There's people that get pissed. There's all kinds of reactions. People but there, there's, there is like a joke 
about how black people like really react to magic right. tricks. These, like, and sorry, does a yeah yeah. A some, bit, someone uh, does a bit on that. Do you notice different cultures reacting oh, sure. differently I to mean, your tricks? And if you could choose a ethnicity to do tricks for, who would you choose? Jesus Christ, that's such a loaded question. That's a great question. Oh, just, Carl, be a racist. I know, I know. You're setting him up for failure. What's your least favorite race to do magic for? Yeah. I don't know, but your favorite. So this is positive. I think that, you know, anytime you, you do enough of any type of show, you're going to see different reactions amongst different people. So generally speaking, there's, let's just go male, female. There's absolutely differences, generally speaking, between males and females. If you yeah. go broad numbers, there's always exceptions, obviously. Uh, there's also cultural things related to that. So if you're on stage, for example, and you're going to kind of make fun of somebody in a playful manner, it's you're much better doing that to a guy than you are to a girl. Because right. an audience can turn on you really quickly. Same thing sure. in comedy, right? Yeah. Like the, you can attack a man much more easier than you can attack a girl, even if it's in a fun, jesty, mm-hmm. set up for a joke type of way, right? Yeah. Right. So that's just one example of how you have to be cognizant. The same thing goes with you know, nowadays in a very politically correct landscape, there's certain things that you probably shouldn't do, right? Like, for example, a friend of mine does a trick with a taser, right? Uh, it doesn't use the taser, but it's just like, like a part of the bit. But, you know, obviously if you have someone that's, you know, black up there in the middle of the media cycle where that's a problem, right. that's probably not something that you should be doing, right? right? Yeah, that's interesting. Right, whereas a white guy probably wouldn't be the same problem. To totally. the same degree. So there's there's certainly things you have to be cognizant of both on a social area mm-hmm. outside of the actual ethnicity or sex or whatever it is of, of a group. But yeah, certainly uh, you'll find that generally speaking, women are more reactive than men, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Mm-hmm. And you and also I think you'll find that in generally in the United States that you'll find black people are definitely a little bit more reactive than white people. I find and that in, in, in a different too. way. Yeah, no, yeah. if you go to a black comedy ways. club, they're hooting and hollering quite uh, a bit more yeah. than a white audience. There was I'd say. a show that I used to do with like the improv in like a hall at the Hollywood uh, improv in South Florida, like at the casino, mm-hmm. Hard Rock Casino. And there was a night that was like, it was a black night. I don't know how it was. I don't know what the show was. Did you perform? Did they love your ass? Loved it. So like, (laughs) and that was, and so then I kept wanting to get on that show because like, it was just so fun. They were so welcoming and like, it was, they were ready to like, I don't know. There was something about that. They were just super fun and very reactive. And it's hard to put your finger on exactly what that could be. Right, and so this is another a thing for me to even say. So I love it. I love thing, it. Yeah. Like I listened to a podcast that Jamie Foxx did a little while back, and he talked about you know intentionally going into all trying out different material, different and different types of environments. So yeah. going, I mean, white and black was one of those, but young and old is another. Uh, there's all different types. You, you have to modify your material depending upon your audience you're doing for. So clearly, you don't do the same performance for five year olds as you do for sixty five year olds. Right. Although some, to some degree, that can kind of come full circle. Full circle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but generally speaking, it's obvious, right? But as you get closer and closer and closer to the middle, it becomes less obvious if you're doing the right material or the, or the wrong material because it's much more nuanced mm-hmm. in the middle zone. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I think that. There's definitely you have to be cognizant of that, but you also have to be aware that there's always exceptions. Especially, the big part of what I do because I'm not doing as big a stages. I'm doing often three, four, five, ten people. It's more social dynamics than as anything else. So, if you if you focus in on one person that's very active, whether it's a guy or a girl, black or white, that reaction is going to get you a bigger reaction from the rest of the crowd. Because mm-hmm. if one person is reacting, it makes it. Um, it expands out. It's a ripple effect, right? Yeah. Whereas if you're if you're focusing your attention on one person who's very stoic and very cold, everybody's going to feel that energy. That's a it's good point, right? Yeah. That's that happens to be a great point because like I was watching a comedy special the other night with my friend, and they thought it was hilarious, and I it made me laugh. But then I watched the same special with another friend. They were not into it at all. And yeah, absolutely. I, it, the same exact material made me feel awkward. Where a few days prior, watching it with someone that was really reactionary towards it, I loved it. It's, it's really weird how that works. Yeah. Mm. There's a performer at the Magic Castle named Zabrecki. He's a brilliant um, theatrical performer. Magicians really love him. Uh, but he's got a very odd, strange guy, kind of creepy type of character. But it's clearly an act if you know him it's not him right but it's, a, it's but he looks the part of it and he's it's great and what so does he I, look like um 
dark hair, kind of pale and gaunt and like kind of you know kind mm-hmm. of creepy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like he he uh, you know I I love him. I took my uh, my girlfriend to go see him, and she loved him, and some other friends, and then another group of friends went and saw him. And his opening bit's a very funny bit, but it's very morose. And you know, my one friend loved it, but his his you know significant other didn't. Yeah, like, and the whole show was like I didn't I don't get this comedy. I don't get this why this is funny at all. Right, interesting. And that of course then makes it. More, you know, so those yeah. types of things certainly make a big difference. And like going back to what we were talking about before is that in a social dynamic, when you have a few people, you obviously play the odds more. If you know that women are going to be more reactive, there's also things just simply like, yeah. you know, name a playing card. Yeah. Right. If I say name a playing card to a woman, I get much statistically one card much more than I get statistically a card of men. Can I guess? Which one is it? Queen of hearts. Queen of hearts. Absolutely. Right. Ooh. So if I say name a, a, a playing card to a woman. The vast majority of the time, I'm gonna get Queen of Hearts. If I say the same thing to a guy, that's it's gonna so be Ace of Spades. Interesting. That's just reality. That's there's that's no just like if about that. So if you want to take that to your advantage, that's one thing you can take to your advantage, right? So similarly, if I'm gonna to try to get the biggest reaction out of something, I can look, and it's not just simply the you know if, if I'm looking at a woman and she's like very cold and very serious looking and yeah. very German looking, let's say, whatever that, German. right? Yeah. You know that, that, that stereotypical <laughs> yeah, yeah. look, right? Yeah. Then you might, I might not initially use her versus a guy that's got a big smile on his face. Right. But generally speaking, I'm going to try to use a girl for certain effects and guys for other effects. Sure. So. Right. Interesting. There are people that you'll choose to like lead right. you in a certain direction. And close like, up when you're doing right. like five, 10 yeah. people, you, it's a social dynamics. It's very different when there's a boss and employees or oh, yeah. multiple guys trying to compete in the same group or a male-female thing, you know? Because you can play on that. You can play on good or bad. Like, oh, you, you yeah. can walk right into stuff. You can walk right into minefields if there's things that are going on in that group that you're not aware of subconsciously. Right. Like, That's so. interesting. And you said you can tell a lot from a person by how they react to magic. Sure. What, what exactly can you... Like, what type of person is someone... Like, yeah, what do you mean by that? Well, no, because I love magic, but there are people that are like, I don't even like magic. Or like, I've seen Carl try to do tricks for people, react- and they're like, oh, I know how you did. Like, there's, well, there's the, how they react to magic in terms of like their reaction in the moment. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Or, or beforehand, like, there's, there's the reaction before they see something. So that tells you a lot about what they, what their past experiences are with, yeah. it, right? Because the reality is, most people that have. Are thinking of magic? I'm not thinking of what I do. Like they have no idea what I do compared to what they've seen on TV or what they've experienced right, as right. a kid at a birthday party. Right? Those are very different things than what I do. So, well, I mean, it's very much like what I did just a couple minutes ago. How I was like, oh, the only thing in terms of magic that I've been exposed to is the big stuff on the ship. Right. Right. So that's how I'm. And seeing. a lot of that is when you're on a ship, you see the same stuff over and again. Totally. You see the same different guys doing the same stuff. So I have an opinion developed, like you're, based you, off and of a that. lot of that's kind of cheesy. Yeah. And the reason why it's cheesy because it's 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 aiming towards that. Broad. Very broad, yeah. And it's very clean. It's very cookie cutter. It's very. You, it's going to work. Every time it's going to work, but at the same time, you're not getting the ends. You're not getting the higher, more intellectual ends. Totally. Right? And that's why that develops into that kind of act, right? right. Uh, and so that's what you're used to seeing, and especially if you're a certain personality that's a comedian and wants and more about originality, and that you're going to have a very bad look at magicians. Yeah, I'm going to judge right? them. I'm judging, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, that, I mean, that's very common. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, but you'll, you'll judge them, but sometimes the hack comics... We'll go into a room and absolutely kill. Oh no! Well, that's what he's saying. Yeah, is that like right. I, I'm not judging them. I mean, I'm not even well, judging. No. I'm t- right. well, yeah. What I'm, I'm saying though, there is that a comedy club is a very different environment than a cruise ship, right? Oh, yeah. That's that's the big that's the big difference right. there. So a comedy club, there's a whole different set of rules and and behaviors that are associated with comedy clubs than being on a cruise ship. Totally. For example, right? Uh, and s- similarly, you know, there's a whole different sense when it's a corporate environment versus a house party, right? Right. I mean, it's, it's it's sticking to G material versus like no right. censoring whatsoever. Exactly. When you're at a house party, you have more flexibility than you do at a corporate event to be a little bit more, you know, uh, in, use more innuendo to then lead sure. into if they're dropping F-bombs or whatever, right. then you feel pretty comfortable. If you, as long as you don't see uncomfortable people when that's happening, yeah. you can then feel more comfortable being a little bit more risque. So. Totally. I'm so interested to see, like I'm... I haven't, because I haven't seen magic since then. And that was such a, that's such a specific type of Mm -hmm. magic. 
Like, I really want to see. I need to go to the Magic Castle. He's been performing at the Magic Castle all this week. That's why he's on the podcast right now. Friend, he hasn't invited you. No, you've and always I, been gone, Megan. And I, and so I, who's a hole now, huh? Right. Huh? No. Seriously. Look, <laughs> do a trick. It's <laughs> a Brian. I really want to go to the Magic. Can we go this week? Are you performing all this week? Tonight, if you want to go tonight. I would love to go there tonight. We go. Wait, are you going tonight? I mean, we could. I just went, but I'll, I love the Magic Castle. Oh my God, it's it's I, the most awesome place in the world. Magic Castle. All right, remove the magic, which is my favorite part of it. Yeah. And it's still an amazing place. It's this old, what is it, like a but Victorian mansion? But like I need mansion? to be invited. Are you inviting me? Yeah, sure. Okay, great. This is good. These are the perks of knowing a magician. Yeah, okay. So, all right, hold on. I know, I feel like we jumped so far ahead. This is very good. I now have an invite to the magic. Is that like indefinite? Like now do I have an invite? Is it like... No, no, no. It's when... How does it work? Well, the way the I Magic usually... Castle works, it's a members-only club. So you have to be invited. Yeah. Uh, and so in this case, uh, I'm a member, so you could just come with me and you don't have yeah. to pay a cover. You just kind of walk in and we just kind of enjoy the Magic Castle. Normally, I'd have to give you an invitation and you have to make a dinner reservation. You have oh. to pay a cover. You have to make reservations several weeks in advance because the dinner fills up. Yeah. Like on a nightly basis. So then like so. I could go with you. I could be like the... Like I'm the cool girl going with the performer. Mm-hmm. Like I could be like the that's, ma- what, that's what we're gonna make it sound like. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna be like I'm the mad magician groupie essentially. But yes, but you have to dress very nice. I can do that. You have to wear a pretty. You're dress. acting like I've never nope. dressed up. No, before. literally, because we went. What was it like a month ago? Uh, me and Eric went, and Eric didn't have a tie on. They make you wear a tie, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's a whole. And he had a nice suit, but he had like a button thing. He didn't have a tie, and they gave him this like funny '90s tie that he wore all like ridiculously. That's. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm like really excited to see. I have such a skewed vision well, no, no, of it. Anyway. This was what I was going to yeah. say though. Like even without the magic, that place is awesome. It's like five different bars, just this really old timey. It, it used to be a mansion, right? Somebody mm-hmm. used to live there. And there's a piano downstairs named Irma. Yeah. And it's a ghost piano. And it plays by itself. Yes. But listen, yeah. you go like, hey, Irma, play... The Curb Your Enthusiasm theme. Yeah. And then, like, it's amazing. Well, I mean, I it's, could, a, it's Alexa with that old school no, no, like, re- piano playing well, itself I don't know how the trick together. works fully. I think there's a microphone or something. I, I don't know how Does it Does it talk back? Let's just say it's been doing this long before Alexa existed. Well, no, right. But, <laughs> I'm not saying, I know that. I totally know that. But it's the same technology as Alexa. No, no? I don't Except think that so. it was doing this... Before years and years and years and years and years before. So Alexa. you're saying there that no, there's a there's, I, there's I believe a, there's a human there's a playing it. There's a ghost. It's a ghost. It's a okay, ghost. See now, look how I'm ranked. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. What's the shit? Oh my god. See, so I'm a fucking pet. I'm like so skeptical with it. I'm I that. Know. That's so negative. How dare I? Okay, uh, let's bring you it can. back. That's fine. I know, but I don't like that about myself <laughs> right now. That I'm like, I'm trying to like, I see. Like, I'm trying to, like, beat the thing. Sometimes you just have to know, but then be like, okay, yeah, whatever. It's just, it's just like Santa Claus. Like, you play along. Yeah. You know, there's certain things. Totally. Like, you know, like Santa Claus. Like, you... Yeah. You, there are some people that just can't say Santa Claus is real because that's kind of not... That's not really true. Right. It's kind of true in a way. Sure. Depends on how what you mean by real, right? Right. So uh, there are some people that are like that. You know, that... Yeah. And then other people are just like, oh, yeah, Santa Claus is a real kid. Yeah. Knowing that obviously it's not real. It's not really a lie. It's kind of a lie. It's just kind of, it's it's a playful thing in society, to, right? Like, yeah. Suspend well, that's, your disbelief. I know. I feel bad because I just like cut your enthusiasm in half. No, that's okay. <laughs> you were like, there's this, there's this piano. Like, and it's it's Alexa. I know. Alexa? And I'm this like awful fucking No, bitch. Megan, it's a ghost piano. Yeah, just like play along with you it. You are going to love her. And like this ghost piano, like God. deep. I, I go deep with like deep Beatles cuts. I I'm need like, to liven you up. Give me your money by the Beatles. Boom. She's there. What's her name? Irma. <laughs> She's fantastic. And, but it's funny what you were She's talking about. She's very old. She, she, knows, she has a very good repertoire. Um, with, okay. with Santa and stuff, though, like, when I see magic, I honestly don't even want to. I, I like being mystified. I, yeah. And I know little basic magic principles, but I just like to be entertained. Oh, totally. That's, I, I do, too. Like, I, when I, I'm not going to try to beat the trick. Like, every time I see something, I'm not, like, my goal isn't to be like, how did that? I mean, I was just yeah. thinking of. It was just that one time, guys. I'm going to be better. Okay, so wait. Well, I, I get it. I mean, at the same time, I mean, there's a certain point where people where people start talking about like real ghosts. Where yeah. I'm just like, come on. Right. Right. And so uh, as a skeptic, naturally, I push yeah. back against that, obviously, right? Yeah. But there's other times when it's like, okay, this is clearly not a real thing. This is 
but we play along well, with the ghost thing fun. because that's what let's that's what makes it fun, right? Totally. So there's different types of I guess situations where it's appropriate or not appropriate. Okay, so can you just walk me through? So you discovered loving magic as a kid, and then what did you just start like? I just did it for fun through high school and college, yeah. and next thing you know, I was like, well. Make it more than my professors without trying. Maybe I should maybe just do this for a little I while. I love it. Was there a magician you looked up to when you were a kid? Not really. I mean, multiple, I guess, but most of them you wouldn't know. They're just magicians I met at magic conventions and conferences. More magicians, magicians than. So you've uh, really just like paved your magicians. own way. Like you've really to some just. Some degree. I mean, I had lots of help along the way for sure. And people giving me gigs and helping me out and teaching me yeah. things, but not one person per se. Now, with this skill set, though, you could 100% be a criminal. Like there's pe- do people well, that like they're, they're that, that overlapping. People, there's overlapping like, skill sets, but it doesn't mean they're the same skill sets. Because like you do those tricks, like where you like take people's watches and shit. Oh like, my god, I really need to see this. But I'm even so like intrigued. for example, taking the methods you use as a magician to take someone's watch is much different than the methods you'd use as a pickpocket to take someone's watch. Really? Of course. So like when you pickpocket, you kind of like what? What is it? It's usually they're, just, well, they're like very different this, situations. So it's when you're be the setting, right? I it's mean, so much easier as a magician to steal someone's watch because number one, you're putting them in positions where they're reacting and having a great time, and they're not expecting it because they're I mean, to some degree people expect that as a magician, but generally speaking, you're putting them in a situation, you're doing something else that's a huge distraction. Yeah. Whereas if you're just walking down the street and someone tries to grab your watch, that's really out of the blue and it's really hard for them to do that without you knowing it. I feel like whole, of, it's a whole different set of social constructs and ways of doing that in totally. the street than it is in a show. Well, it's like I feel like half of, I mean, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like half of magic is like, <clears throat> is just the, the audience member being so into it that they're distracted. Yeah. It's all just distraction. And even like, part. for example, like gambling. They're literally missing things. Yeah, like a lot of, some magicians will do gambling or cheating demonstrations for poker or blackjack or things like that. And so there's crossover. There's certain moves that magicians will use that gamblers also use or used to use, for example. But the reality is most magicians are doing exposés on cheating haven't either cheated or cheated a long time ago and or a very basic level. They're not full-time hustlers. Mm-hmm. If they were, they'd probably make more money full-time hustling than they would be doing these gambling demonstrations, right? Mm-hmm. So there's crossover, but it's it's deceptive crossover. It's not... Magicians want you to think in some ways because of the story they're trying to create around the presentation that they're more real than they actually are when it comes to the actual criminality of things. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to that, like like the watch trick or something, have you ever done, has a trick ever gone terribly wrong for you where someone catches you in the act of, say, oh, taking their watch? Or, and, and what do you do when that happens? Well, that's one of the reasons why I don't do watch deals, so I've never really done okay. watches. I mean, I have a long time ago, but not many. Uh, I got friends that do, of course. Um, there's a certain amount of uh, risk you take were certain types of things, right? I do I do some risky magic. When I say risky, I mean like misdirection-based where it's uh, you can get caught. And I do get caught, but it doesn't matter. In the context of my presentation and how I right. do things, it doesn't matter that I get caught in most situations. Do you have a way to react? Because th- that could be like comedy too. Like you can have a joke that bombs, but if you react to it in the right way, then you then can perhaps get yeah. a laugh after that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So it's just commenting on the fact. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. all the times people ask me after the show, well, you know, do you ever mess up? And I was like, well, I messed up three times in that show, but you didn't know it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you just saw. It's just because they people don't know what, you don't know, people, your audience doesn't know what's going to happen. So unless you tell them you messed up and you made a mistake, and then you don't do anything to correct that mistake, then they think you made a mistake. Right. But if you don't tell them you made a mistake, and you then correct that mistake, with another reaction, they just think that was part of the show. Because sure. some people plan mistakes into their show. Yeah. Or highs and lows, right? Yeah. Or I, I and I, even the other day we saw, I saw a guy with you mess up a trick. Right. But he was able to make a joke about it. And yeah, it made it part How of the show. How long is your act? And, uh, there, uh, doesn't, there's no act, really. Oh. It's whatever, whatever's right for the moment. Well, so, sorry, yeah. that's, yeah. it's wrong, uh, or... I'm thinking, so how does it work at the Magic Hassle? Like, is it like, are you headlining essentially and there are other people or like, are, are do you know? Is that oh, that's a, a good question. I've it, just it, never been there. Yeah. Now. Well, Magic Hassle is different. At the Magic Castle, it's usually 20 minute sets. I see. Okay. And then you'll have two rooms that do 40 minutes because there's more, multiple entertainers. Gotcha. So, but generally speaking, like 
you know, ma- magic show. Yeah. Like is usually between like say 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. It depends if it's a theat- theater show, you're paying tickets to go see a big theater show, then it's usually an hour and a half or two hours with yeah. an intermission sometimes, right? You go see Penn and Teller or David Copperfield. Mm-hmm. It's probably an hour and a half to two hour show. If you're doing like a house party, you know, or you're doing a kid's show, it might be 30 minutes or 40 minutes, yeah. right? If you're doing like a house party, maybe 40, 45 minutes is a good attention span in that type of environment. Because people don't all, often realize how important the environment is to their ability to pay attention mm-hmm. or their ability to, you know, the, the, uh, that's what that demands on the show. It's a huge thing. People are so much, so unaware of their subconscious minds and, and their subliminal things that are going on. They just think, they think they're in control, but they're not. Mm-hmm. So would you say Magic Castle is one of the most ideal places to perform magic? Absolutely. Yeah. Because people are coming to see magic. They're yeah. in the mode to have fun and to see specifically magic. It's like, again, going to a comedy club. You're going there to laugh. And usually when you're going to a comedy club, you're going to see a specific comedian that you're a fan of, right? Mm-hmm. And that you like. Now, when you go on like an open mic night, now, now it's a gamble because now you're not going for a specific comedian with a specific type of humor and you have this huge range. You might think one guy's really funny, but the other ones are just horrible. Right. Right. So, but if you're, if you're paying to see a specific type of entertainment, you've paid money, you've invested in it, you've waited in line, you've, de- you've dressed up and gotten all pretty to go do yeah, that. You're ready. You're ready to experience it. Right. 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 Unless you're the significant other being dragged along that doesn't want to go ma- see magic, which happens, you totally. know. Are there other uh, Magic Castle? Is Magic Castle the only? It's the only one at that level, and like it's like it, yeah. Yeah. So is that like the number one magic room in the world? That's gotta suck. I would say yeah. Wait, what's gotta suck? That there's there should be more magic homes. <laughs> there should be. You more, should build one, Megan. There should be more magic places. If there's comedy clubs everywhere, the fact that there's one magic house, <laughs> Magic Castle. I know, but you, you know, it used to be it was a house, but do you know what I mean? I don't know if they all That is interesting. There's comedy clubs well, around the world, but there's, there's not really magic theaters, club. There like, are some, yeah. but... But venues. comedy clubs are, generally speaking, a relatively new thing, right? I don't think 70s. so. Like 70s, 80s, oh, yeah. The so. oldest comedy I mean, club in the country is the Ice House in Pasadena, and I believe that was... That started around yeah, the late I, 60s, I want to say early 70s, 70s. 80s yeah, is, okay, when, is when that started, right? I mean, if you look, watch like uh, The Marvelous Ms. Meisel, for example, you know, sh- that's what takes place, what, the like 50s or 60s, I think. Mm-hmm. And then that's, I think it's in the 60s. And that's, there's not really comedy, there's barely comedy clubs going on, you know? So, like, you know, the, the magic goes back much more to the vaudeville days. So, in vaudeville, you know, before television, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you had a lot more magicians that were touring and doing big theater shows, and magic was a much more. Um, one, it was there weren't it wasn't as 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 diluted in some ways. So you have fewer guys doing really good shows, right? To some degree, uh, and uh, there's a lot of traveling shows. There's a lot of. Well, it's on, also part of more of like a variety thing. It's more of a variety, yeah. So oftentimes yeah. it's not the whole. Sometimes it's not the whole show. Sometimes it's part of a variety right. show in which comedians are part of that too. You know, so and then but then comedy kind of had it. It's it's uh, it kind of moved into specific venues of comedy clubs, which became, you know, it's not just about the comedy and comedy clubs. It's just this dinner and the drink service, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's a huge part of that whole experience. Experience, yeah. So and, and you know, I think comedy in many ways is as is music. I mean, music is even more so than comedy is much is a much bigger entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. So it's because it hits you in an emotional way that. Uh, then comedy will hit you in some ways. Comedy is a little bit more intellectual in some ways, yeah. right? Uh, there is an emotional aspect to it, but I think compared to music, it's definitely more intellectual. And then magic takes that even to another degree. So I think you have narrowing audiences to some degree. Mm-hmm. And with magic, you have the cheese factor where there is a lot of cheesy and just stuff that's just not... A lot of magicians, to be, to be honest, aren't in touch with their audiences. Yeah, They're trying to be too bland and too vast, Right. Uh, well, you have very few that are very in touch with what they want to say, what the point they want to make about the world, uh, and, and what they're trying to achieve, and so that makes it harder to have a venue, you know, that's specifically yeah. for magicians. I hear that. I guess I, it would be, a, yeah. I also think the biggest difference between uh, magic and comedy. I think we've talked about this before. Compared to music, when people go to see music. They want to hear the hits. They want to mm-hmm. see and hear things that they're familiar with. With comedy, more times like you want new jokes. Mm-hmm. Part yeah. of that art form is the surprise, as with magic. Yeah, but it depends. I mean, I mean, unless you're going to see. I mean, I can remember yeah. buying tickets to see Jerry Seinfeld years ago, and I wanted to see a specific okay. album. That's like, I fair. Wanted to like right. Yeah. yeah, but it's I mean, changed now with, with comics, though, because they do an hour more times than not. The the rule is once you do your hour, 
It's time to get new right. material together. And there's different types of comedy too. I'm trying to remember who it was that I saw that we were talking about that someone was making the argument that that comedian was absolutely, I think it was Andrew Dice Clay. Hickory dickory duck. Yeah, Andrew Dice Clay, I think, was, was the comment. It might have been, I don't remember what podcast it was. It might have been a Joe Rogan podcast or something mm-hmm. like that where I, you were talking about Andrew Dice Clay and how his type of comedy was so different and that people would just wait for the bits. They'd wait for that yeah. line. And that was, he's one of the f- first comedians to really, where it was so repeatable. Right. You could yeah, repeat, repeat, call. repeat, repeat, and it got funnier every time you do it. Same way, similar in magic. There aren't too many magic tricks where you, the more you repeat it, the better it gets. Right. Right? Yeah. Now, there's times when people see something so strong, they want to bring their friends back to see that trick because they've told that story, they built that story up, yeah. and now they want their friends to see that story. And similarly, with a big-name comedian, like I remember going to see like Mitch Hedberg, for example, you know, and like hearing some of his jokes. You want to hear that joke. They're one-liners. They're, yeah. not, they're not long build-ups. They're one-liners. That you, that's great. That's so funny, right? He's a perfect example. Yeah, because it's yeah. so quick that you want to hear the specific jokes, him yeah. tell it live, and hear the audience reacting in that perfect environment mm-hmm. right whereas other comedians if you know the punchline it's just not like eh. yeah it's interesting yeah so it, it varies i think yeah it totally does um i really want to you want to trick i, I know trick. see building anticipation is a part of that. <laughs> i know so like you see been, it makes like, it so this. much better you know <laughs> i'm saying like, really i know want a trick. i know i get like waiting in line megan. at the magic castle it makes you want to see the show so much more right? so wait what, are we ever gonna I get know. there i don't know maybe megan i could do a trick for you would you like me to do a trick for you let me see those cards oh god Really? Yeah, I'm gonna do a I trick. Don't know for you. It might be a letdown. No, you. Here. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Are you gonna great? This I is can good. Do a quick trick here if you're like, what? Okay. I just like watching Carl shuffle. I know. Uh, are, the, do you always I'm have worst, a deck of cards in your hand? No. Like you're I'm the worst <laughs> shuffler. I'm the worst shuffler. All right, so here you go, Megan. Pick a card out. Take okay. it out. You can show Brian if you like or not, because okay. he might be a stooge. I'm so into this. No, he might be my. Si- he might be my side girl. Megan. Oh yeah. I am not Carl's side girl. I'm gonna keep this to myself. Megan, it's more okay. fun for the show okay. if I see it. Okay. Okay. That's a great card. It's a great card. Place it back in the center of the deck there for me. That was good. 35 cards down. She did a good Ooh. job there. Very good. Yeah. All right, I'll give the cards a little shuffle here. <laughs> I'm like, okay. This is a fancy shuffle with one hand. This is a lot of practice. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Nice. Megan's no. very turned on. Right I now. am. I'm kind of like <laughs> it's very attracted to Carl right now. Now, Megan, okay. how, how would you like yeah. me to find your card? What do you mean? I don't know. What do you mean? What, Wait, what? What? What was you the original question? Was, how no. would you like me to find it? What would be the, just, What would be an impressive way for me to find your your card right now? The card that you're just thinking of in your mind. I don't know. Just I mean, just get creative, Megan. I don't. I don't what? What? She's are, so much pressure right now. I'm so much pressure. It. I feel I know. so stressed. She feels so stressed right now because what? What if she says something I can't do? What if she says something that's lame? I know. Just pick it out. Be okay, creative, hold, Megan. Hold your hand like this. Hold your hand like this. Okay. So here we go. I'm gonna. Your card's gonna come flying out of the deck. It's gonna okay. do 33 revolutions in there. It's gonna stick in her neck. This is gonna be awesome, Brian. Are you ready? Wow. Wait, what? Don't what? do that. What? <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> okay. Is that your card? Yeah, your that's my yeah. card. Yeah. Wait, how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's try it again. So, uh, okay. P- pick another one out. There's something to this. Well, this is your deck of cards. It's called Magic Dragon. Get with it. This is my deck of cards. Carl came up and he was like, should I do some magic? And I was like, what am I doing? Just, Just take it. I know. I'm very, I'm very Let's analytical. See it, I like I it. See it. She's my okay. favorite kind of audience member right here. Am I? Because I'm easily trickable? No. Is that the word? It's a challenge. Challenge. Right. Okay. Yes. Brian's Great. so happy when they're just watching this. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, like, like yeah. such a nerd. Such a nerd. Put it back in there. Okay. She goes all the way in. Make sure I don't do anything tricky. Yeah. Can I? Although I totally am doing Wait. something tricky, but. I know you are. I wanted to. Square it up and square it up. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, give okay. it a cut. I give it a cut like this. <laughs> that was the worst. I was right like, you get, you, like you can shuffle like this, right? Now, look here. Do you, do you know the best way to shuffle the cards? No. 52 card pickup. Do you know that one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'll see him later, right? So if you, if you were to do a normal shuffle, it looks like this, right? Where the yeah. cards get shuffled like this, right? That's yes. a normal normal style shuffle, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but if you do it, if you reverse the cards, okay? So I take half of the cards like this, let's say like that. Yeah. Half the cards like this, and I shuffle them like that. Yeah. That makes a total mess, right? Okay, total so it's, mess. They're, yeah. they're half and yeah. half. Half so are half up, half, half are down. Half go one way, half yeah. go the other way. They're, this deck's about as mixed up as Brian, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally, I, yeah, totally, totally, totally. So I love that I'm part of the act. <laughs> okay. One's my side girl. Yes, yeah, totally <laughs> your side girl. <laughs> three, four, five moves. A little sleight of hand should be your card right there, the three of spades. That is my card. Yeah. Now, wait, 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 wait. 
That's just sleight of hand. That's not magic. That's just practice, right? Magic, it would be if you take every card that's all mixed up every direction, and let's just snap the fingers. That seemingly meaningless move. Every card's now back face down. Mechanism is five. <laughs> I'm like freaking out. And Megan, if, if you're freaking out of that, yeah. Imagine if I could unshuffle the deck. Yeah. Your deck of cards shuffled. Yeah. Mixed. Right. Face up, face down. Yeah. Ace, two, three. Ace through king of clubs. <laughs> ace through king of hearts. Ace through king of spades and diamonds. And look, the best part—you put your card back in the perfect spot, right there between the two Ooh. and the four. You're amazing. That's amazing. I yeah. am mind blown. <laughs> mind blown. Yes. I don't, I know it's I so dumb. I'm like so, I'm like so that you're like. Megan's yeah. very turned on. I can see it. She's oh, flustered. I'm fl- I'm like hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my that God. is ridiculous. So he <laughs> took a, sh- a completely shuffled deck. It was Megan's deck and was doing these crazy shuffles and put the cards in sequential order. Like it was a brand new deck that you would open. That's incredible. Do you start, when you start learning magic, does it, it starts with cards? Not usually. Depends how young you are. Yeah. Yeah. Usually cards about 12, 13 because your hands are bigger to be able to do, to handle a deck of cards, shuffle them and, you know, things like that. So usually younger kids start with other things. Does this benefit you in, in like a poker tournament? <laughs> That's what I was kind of asking earlier. Like, he like could, he again, this crossover, but not yeah. a limited amount. A lot of magicians play poker, but that's not because of their skills. It's because a lot of times the mindset that's involved in magic is a problem-solving mindset, which is also the type of mindset that's involved in poker playing. It's right. problem-solving, mathematical calculation, you know, that, that sort of thing to make a good poker player. There's a certain psychology. There's, there's things that there's crossover in that mindset, I think, mm-hmm. is more so than the skills. In a casino, you know, it's very controlled. They absolutely are cheaters, but those are much more usually team oriented and it's much more involved. Mm-hmm. But if you just play, if you were to play a game right now, then I could probably do some stuff. But again, I'm not skilled at that. I don't practice that. Like mm-hmm. I practice doing shows. If I practice doing cheating in games, then I'd be much okay. better at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's a huge difference between, you know, spending six hours a day practicing the cheating games and spending yeah. that time doing shows. That being said, I'm not inviting you to my poker game. That's, why, I that's why I don't play cards anymore. Because you know, if I win, I'm a cheater. If I yeah, lose, yeah. I'm a bad magician. Yeah. It's a no. Either way, oh I, either way I'm that's screwed. Good that's good you know what? It's interesting, though. So do you consider, because a big thing in the casinos is count, uh, card counting. And they consider that cheating, but to me, that's just playing the game right. Like you're just using, do you know, do you know about this, well, Megan? I, I, again, I'm not super... I'm not super into gambling. To my knowledge, there's two separate issues there with card counting, mm-hmm. which is one is hard to do because I use such so many big shoes. If you are able to do it in your brain alone, that's not illegal, but because it's a private establishment, they can ban you from coming because mm-hmm. it's a, just like the Magic Castle can kick anybody out. A casino can kick anybody out. Right. Have you seen people get kicked right? out of the Magic Castle? Absolutely. Why? For what? For all sorts of reasons. Taking pictures. Oh, tra- right, right, right. Being oh. drunk and disorderly. Oh, right. Besides all sorts yeah, of things, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, on the other side of it, you can also use mechanical devices to count cards. So there's electronic methods, there's mechanical methods that you can use to count cards. That is illegal because there's a law passed, I believe in Santa Nevada or in different States that can be technically an illegal activity that you, is then jailable. I believe I'm not hundred percent on that, but those are so there's different ways of counting cards. What's your favorite at, um, environment to play for? Like, or to do magic for? What's your favorite? There isn't necessarily a favorite. I mean, I have lots of favorites, really. Um, I like doing uh, family audiences where it's young, old, teenagers, everybody in between, because I'm pretty diverse. Mm-hmm. Not many magicians can kind of do that. Uh, you know, like college kids and high school kids are very reactive at that age for some reason. Middle schoolers are generally less reactive. It's mm-hmm. changed the psychology of development. You know, when you study like kids' psychology, there's a very different things that entertain three and four, five year olds versus six to eight year olds versus nine to ten year olds. They're very different psychological, like actually just brain development. Sure. Right. And similarly, like teenagers are a different social spot where they're very much trying to look cool in front of their friends. It's, it's a very different thing than high school mm-hmm. and college and they're a little bit more comfortable with themselves. Now they can react and freak out in a different right. way. Right. So all those ages are very different in how they do it, how you do it. So a lot of my shows are for like Boron Bat Mitzvahs, which is that 13 year old year old, very difficult to entertain age range. So I'm, I'm very good at dealing with 
entertaining magicians, entertaining 13-year-old, very rich Jewish kids that are very smart and usually have taken magic classes, right? Mm -hmm. Those are, generally speaking, the hardest two audiences to perform for, Mm -hmm. and that's mostly what I do. So it makes it very easy when I go to Magic Castle, it's like shooting fish in a barrel because it's the easiest audiences to entertain. Totally. You got to see him at the. He's like a rock star I'm over like there. So he's into a freaking rock star. Right the, the, the other magicians. You come live up here in Los Angeles, right? No, I live in Florida still. You do? Yeah, but I'm all over the place, so I, oh. I'm out here a lot. Yeah. He's okay. a world traveler. Are you in West Palm in Florida? Uh-huh. I live downtown on Clematis Street. Oh my God, Carl! Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't believe you've never run into Carl before. I know. He is like a West Palm legend. Yeah, we're sort of. Yeah, that's so crazy. Okay, so you but you're out here often. Yeah. Nice. Are you still considering moving to Los Angeles? I know that was yeah. kind of thing. Yes and no. I mean, just no. It's just. I feel like the you're right just opportunity always on presents the itself. You don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else in my house that you could use it to do magic with? I don't know. I have to go through all your drawers and <laughs> give me like half an hour. I'll Can find you do something. a trick with Megan's vibrator? <laughs> yeah, do what I mean. Look at this it's magic that needs to be done. Megan, look inside your butthole. <laughs> oh. Yeah, is there any magic you can do with my asshole, girl? What do you think? Make um, like the three of spades come out of her vagina. <laughs> what about pennies? Or like coins? <laughs> I'm like so weird. I'm being so weird. I'm just so, so impressed. So... There's two sides to that. There's there's the organic side of being able to pick up and just do magic with any object, right? Yeah. Which is very cool and very can be very fun. And there's, yeah. some people do that very well. Some people not as well. But just as comedy, some yeah. people some comedians are very funny naturally in any environment. And some people like Mitchell were just very kind of quiet and reserved. Sure. But then they get on stage and they have an act. They're funny doing their act, not all the time. Right. Right. Same thing with magicians. So yeah. some guys like it's not you don't really want to see them perform unless it's and the right their venue, the right place, right. because that's their act, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's the genius of what they do, right? Mm-hmm. And other guys are just always on, so it kind of depends. I feel like you're you're pretty on. I you're good be, at like yeah. that street David Blaine style. Like I'm very, I can always do stuff with cards, but I don't. I just don't. I know stuff, and I do stuff with other objects. They're just not my my wheelhouse. It's not the same. David Blaine's coming to uh, Los Angeles. I gotta get it like. I don't know. This is going to be the start to my like magic. Are you very into magic now? Well, now I think I'm very into magic. <laughs> <laughs> I like, but like now I want to like ex- I want to like see more because like I said, I have such an idiot brained like idea of what magic is because I was exposed to such a fucking cheesy. Yeah, that'd know. be like basing comedy off cruise ship comedians. Uh, one, that is what yeah. it is. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's all I have is somebody a chick in a box that was cut yeah. in half. Didn't or like you say a, that when like a bird coming out of a hat? Didn't you say when you, that there's? I mean, there was all very good. Yeah, but it's yeah. all like just like that, like you know the the bird thing, right? For example, uh, and same thing like producing cards mm-hmm. on stage, right? That that kind of magic, I generally speaking don't like, right? Because I've been to hundreds of magic conventions, and every magic convention they have these big stage shows, and every stage show you see some act like that, and you see it over and yeah. over and over yeah. and over and over and over. Yeah. I could keep going again. Well, that, <laughs> right? That, yeah. But then, like this past magic convention I went to, right? I don't like bird acts. For, I don't like them mostly because, for many reasons. One, I don't like using live animals generally. I don't yeah. like, it's the same thing. It's someone, someone years and years and years ago had this idea that was genius to do this incredible act. Right. And they had a purpose, they had a reason be- behind it. The original card, you know, one of the original card guys is named Cardini, mm-hmm. and he would produce the cards. But when he was doing it, he was playing a drunk character. And it was like, I'm a, a magician, I'm drunk. Why do these cards keep coming out of my hands? So his, his body language is like, why is this happening? Right. right, it was yeah, a surprise, yeah. and it was a whole right. different context. So that's why I'm throwing them on the ground. Right now, magicians just produce cards and throw them on the ground for no reason. Why would you produce cards and throw them on the ground? It makes right. no freaking sense, right? Totally. Why am I just making doves appear? Right, right. 100%. What's the reason for that, right? right? So, but then I'm at this magic convention, and this this girl comes out. Uh, she, apparently, she's from China, and she was studying for like five months on this act. She comes out in spandex and is like doing these dance moves. And next thing you know, she's producing doves, and every magician in that room is like. Where the hell are those dumbs coming from? Because she doesn't have any coat on. She doesn't have any pockets. She's got n- no place for them to come from. Where are they coming from? What's she doing now? She's standing on her hands? What? She's pulling things out of her feet? What? There's doves coming out of her feet. What is happening right now? Right? So you can take, again, that stereotypical. So we ended up liking this girl and being interested in her yeah, show. Her, then that was an amazing act. Yeah. Right? So you can, it's the same thing. You can take a, a, a hack type of thing that many, many people do. Some do it very well. Like, you know, Lance Burton in Vegas is yeah. known for doing a dove act very well, right? 
But, you know, and there's other examples of that too in all sorts of the venues where it's like, I don't like that. But there's that 1% that just takes it, it that understands wow. it themselves so well and takes it to that degree where it's wow. That right. can pull it off. Yeah, yeah. That, that does it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it wouldn't be I, a podcast without Charles barking in the middle of it. Hello, Charles. Can you make Charles disappear for the remainder of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> no, I love Charles. He just wants to be part of the podcast. Oh, right, right there. there. I feel like with the bird... The bird act. Yeah, man. that's probably what it was. He probably heard bird. He heard bird. Are those, are those birds okay when they're coming yeah. out of hats and stuff? I know. Like, do the birds like that? Not always. I mean, as with anything, some people are very, you know, some people had their, their doves for years and years and years and years. And, they're and, they're, and they're probably more important than the other people in their lives, yeah. right? So to that degree, yeah. Uh, other people, let's just say, go through birds a lot. Yeah. It just depends on the performer and the type of act, you know? I mean, what about when Siegfried and Roy got eaten by the tigers? I think that, from my understanding, that's a kind of a misunderstood situation. Okay. I don't know all the details of that, but my yeah. understanding was is that I, I, it was the tiger was trying to be more protective, okay. and it was yeah. just a mistake. You know, it was like I don't know the whole situation, but it wasn't. Uh, again, they're very big in the conservation and all those sorts yeah. of things as well, right? But you know, animal with an, anything that's animal related, there's you can take that to an extreme. I mean, a lot of people are against zoos. I mean. And, a lot of zoos have done really bad things, but totally. also a lot of zoos have done really good things. Mm-hmm. You know, some species probably wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for some zoos. It just depends. There's there's a lot of gray areas in a lot of that kind of stuff, I mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a very much an individual case basis. There's absolutely magicians that uh, are really only have the animals to get bigger shows, to do bigger things, and it's not about the love of that type of performance. It's about other things, and that then the animals usually suffer. You know, mm-hmm. but there's other magicians that are very well versed in it and that care very much about what they do and the animals they work with. And I think they're probably better homes and absolutely better homes than being in nature. Like, nature's a brutal, th- brutal place. Remember, yeah, nature's very brutal. So sometimes, you know, having a being in a cage is not always the bad thing if it's if you're taking care of the right way. It's just totally. it really depends. Like Charles would never survive the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Charles in the jungle. Charles, he would get he scooped would up by see- a hawk immediately. Oh yeah, he is. He Where'd doesn't he understand. Remember, like I think of like the circus. Like I have vivid memories of like going to the circus sure. when I was a kid. The circus is a great example. I mean, there's a lot of you know, there's all sorts of circuses, and uh, you know, are the circus are it's still things. Circus pretty much, is like almost done. It's they got pretty much the done elephants. because of the elephants and yeah. the elephants. There's you know, again, I think. Some in some cases, rightfully so, mistreatment of elephants, and and in other cases, I think not anymore. so much. It just depends. Do, are they, they no animals anymore in the circus? Right? I, I'm sure there are circuses that exist that have animals, yeah. but not the big ones in the United States for sure is gone. No. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Are they getting ready? Uh, getting rid of SeaWorld too? Or getting oh, rid of the know. orcas? Well, it's certainly become less popular. Yeah, like SeaWorld, I know is is putting more emphasis into rides and other things versus the actual animal exhibits as compared to how they used to. Yeah, there's no way that putting a killer whale in that tank is a good thing. No, but yeah. God, I loved those shows. And I think that's one of the <laughs> I think that's one of the problems with like you know elephants and the bigger animals. The, yeah. the, the bigger the animal, the harder it is to justify like taking them out of their natural environment and so forth. You know, and so I, I I think there's some there's absolute arguments that can be made there, but there's also you know, it's also hard to return some animals to the wild. And so sometimes yeah. the best use in a given situation, even though the beginning foundation of it wasn't the right thing, sometimes finding the, it can be a right thing mm-hmm. given yeah. the situation, right? So it's I think it's really hard to do blanket statements about all things are bad in any situation. And I think there's a lot more, there needs to be a lot more room for nuance, generally speaking, in our, in our culture. I agree. Do you have a, like, are you a ritual type person when it comes to performing? Do you have like things you do before you're like, do you, like you have a no. show tonight? Are there, do you have to get in like a mindset or do you have to I don't, like, I'm just going tonight. I don't have a show. Oh, you don't yeah, have a no, show? No, I'm just hanging out. Oh, so did you have a show last night? When he you last week. Last week. Last week I was performing. So they change the performers every, every week, week yeah. Monday through Friday or I Monday see. through Sunday. So when do you, are you performing again? How long are you here for? I'm here for another week. I'm just, I have one other lecture I'm doing for magicians, which is more I teach and perform for magicians. Okay. Uh, it's in San Diego, uh, but uh, I don't have any other shows while I'm out here. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought I was going to see you tonight. Perform. Well, I might do something. Okay. <laughs> That's what's so cool about that yeah. place, because then just like hanging out at the bar, it's like a bunch, it's like at a comedy club. There's a lot of comics. At the yeah. Magic Castle, there's a lot of magicians, so everyone's kind of showing each other tricks, That's and so cool. it's really, really neat. Yeah. Do they still have that one guy? My favorite guy at the Magic Castle is 
he's he's really old and he would always show me like Frank Joc- Sinatra's Joc- favorite. Yeah, yeah, he's still there. That guy's yeah. so cool, man. Yeah. He's got great stories. Yep. Cool. Is there a lot? Cool. What are we at? Well, we're, we're just about done here. Do you have any other questions I for mean, our I magician all, friend? I mean, besides all of the questions, <laughs> no. Um, do you want... Do you want to show us one more trick? <laughs> All right, yeah, hold on. I'm going to put the camera like, back on. We'll, we'll close I feel like it. One more trick means like 20 more tricks, uh, is usually what that means. That's, you don't have uh, to. Also. <laughs> you can totally say no, but please don't say no. <laughs> please, please don't <laughs> say no. Please don't say no. But how many card tricks can there be? I've seen him pull cards out of Twinkies. He's really? He's, I, he gave me a box of Twinkies. He no. says, choose a Twinkie. I open a Twinkie. <laughs> he goes, open the Twinkie. I, there's a card was in the Twinkie. It's ridiculous. It was a bill, wait. not a Twinkie. Oh, it was a bill. My signed, was signed bill. But wait, people always can never remember things. That's just another good, good point to make. Uh, yeah. Is that when things are happening that are That's amazing, cool. whether it be a car accident or a magic trick, generally speaking, your memory is very faulty. Yeah. That's such an interesting Often thing. because you want to tell the story in more interesting ways, or right. uh, you just don't remember it the right way. And oh, as a magician, wow. I can't tell you how often people, I mean, let's, look, I, I had people that have been like, oh my gosh, you're, the, you're my favorite magician. I love that trick you did. And this trick too. Yeah. Like I've never done either of those tricks. The yeah. only other guy in South Florida that does these two tricks that you would have seen would be this guy, and he's the complete opposite of me. He's like, yeah. you know, I'm tall and thin. He's shorter and huskier and yeah. dark hair, and it's like we look nothing alike. And in their mind, I'm doing that trick. Totally. Like people just have very bad memories. There are so many times yeah. where I think that like I have like a me- I have memories of myself doing things. Yeah. As a kid, and I'm like, no, that wasn't me. I like, thought he pulled the card out of the Twinkie. Yeah, it was a it was, bill. It was, it was, okay, so we're living yeah. a lie, and it's our yeah, own fault. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. which is something I always like to like relate to magic is that when you are new to magician to magic, you know, people find out you're you do magic or you're a magician or you claim you're a magician. People always want to ask you how stuff works, right? Yeah. I saw this thing on TV. I saw this thing on YouTube. I saw this magician cut a girl in half. How did he cut the girl in half? Right. A new magician will generally say, "I know how it works, but I can't tell you." Or whatever. Right. A more experienced magician will understand things from a very different perspective. Right. If you saw someone cut a girl in half and put her back together. You don't have the knowledge or the ability to evaluate what you're seeing in any way to retell that story accurately or to even know what you're looking for to be able to determine what the method is. Right. Because the reality is there's hundreds of methods for doing just that one trick, if not thousands of methods of doing just that one trick. So unless you know exactly what to look for, unless you're a magician and you are trained to look for specific things, I can't rely on anything other than the basic guy cut a girl in half and put her back together. Yeah. Which means... I don't know how that trick works because I don't have enough information to be able to yeah. tell you how that trick works. Yeah. That's a good example for life in general is oftentimes we get very small pieces of truth yep. of reality, but because we don't have the whole picture, we don't actually know what's going on. So for us to then say that we do know what's going on is not exactly honest. Right. And that's why it's like everybody's feeling, oh, this is maybe whatever, but Go. everyone's feelings are valid because everybody's have, coming from a point of view that is their reality. So like everyone's Absolutely, reality. but at the same time, yeah. knowledge makes a big difference. Right. right. If you're talking about my area of expertise, which is magic, and you're saying Chris Angel is of the devil, he's actually doing real magic, right? Which people say all the time, they are lacking in knowledge, knowledge that I have, yeah. right? Knowledge that, Chris isn't the one creating his tricks. My friends are the ones creating the tricks for people on television. Right. Right? There's a whole bunch of knowledge. If you don't have, your opinion really isn't valid because sure. it's not an opinion. It's a f- talking about facts. Well, right. When you're talking about facts, different people's opinions matter because different people's opinions are more valid than others. When you're talking about what's my favorite ice cream, that's an opinion, right. and everybody's opinion is valid. Totally. So it really depends on what you're talking about, right. whether or not everybody's opinion matters or not. Right. It's a very important thing to, distinction to make, but, but it's really important because it, no, it's a big part of our problem today is saying everybody's opinions are valid well, is I not always accurate. Well, when I didn't say, basically what I was saying, basically you just said what I was saying. That's your perception of it. Yes, Megan. <laughs> no, no, that's basically, I didn't word it the right way and I didn't say opinion, like I understand everything yeah. you're saying. 
And yeah. let's just pretend I said that. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what I was pretty... I can admit to that. That's wow, what that I was pretty a much very deep point, Matt. I am like a mind reader also, by the way. I was just really transferring... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's what I was pretty much She's a ventriloquist. At. I'm her dummy. <laughs> it's it. all coming out yeah. of her. We just created yeah. a new act. We have a whole new show. <laughs> whole new act, yes. Carl, we, we've got to get to work. <laughs> we have a lot of rehearsing to do. Oh, that's great. All right, so you have some aces there. Okay. Right, I'll do one, one last trick here okay. for you. In fact, I'll use it for both of you. So you guys each have a microphone in your hand. Use your other hand in the center here. Okay. Okay? So we have... Four aces. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to take, uh, let's see. The first one is the ace of hearts. Ace of hearts. I'm going to give you the heart. Okay? Thank you. I'll give Brian uh, the opposite, S- the, the diamond. Diamond. Okay? So Brian has the diamond. Heart. Megan has the heart. Very good. Now, if I can make the two switch places, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Stop. Yes. It would be even cooler. Yes. If I can make them switch places, so now Brian has the heart, and I switch places here, so now I have the heart. And you have the diamond, now I have the diamond. How did ours become now black? Now you have the spades in the clubs. He put the red card in our hand, Megan. <laughs> oh my God, wait. I'm we got to get this wizard man out of here. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? So we're just constantly being manipulated. There's got to be something when he tapped the card. I don't know what happened. See, this is I'm that girl. I'm the worst one. <laughs> I'm that one. Try. I'm trying to figure so it out. So as a magician, do you, just look at the wor- <laughs> do you just look at the world and think to yourself, wow, we're being manipulated every single day by the government, by every, like... Well, I mean, by ourselves. By ourselves. All right. We'll leave it on that note. So all magic is based upon false assumptions. I didn't necessarily tell you a lie. You told yourselves lies. And when you tell yourself a lie, you never doubt it because you always believe the things you tell yourselves. I had no idea this was going to be therapy. I had no idea this was like essential. I don't have to go to therapy today. I seriously could just dismiss today. That's very good. I like closing in on that. That's very. I like you, Carl, a lot. (laughs) Yeah, this is well. You guys have an act now, so you'll get to know each other. Carl, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. And if people want to check, what's your Instagram or whatever, if people want to check you out? My Instagram is Carl with a K, Hein, H-E-I-N, magic. Mm-hmm. And my uh, Facebook is Carl with a K, Copper Top, uh, okay. or Carl Hein. That's my fan page. So Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Carl, thank you so much for doing that. I'm going to do a little bit of stalking of you. Perfect. Just so yeah, you yeah. know. My website's carlcoppertop.com. Okay. So if go. you get like a crazy string of like likes, just one, <laughs> like one night from me, just like it's fine. She'll have a couple glasses of rosé. Yeah. Just <laughs> the old IG. Yeah. Right. You, it's when you get a personal, when you get the DM that you yeah. should be. Really get, get a little <laughs> Megan's sliding in, folks. I'm going to slide in hard. All right. Thanks again, Carl. That was awesome. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>